Hello and welcome to the Trash Mobcast, a video game podcast with your friends. I'm Brandon the Bard, and as always, I am joined by our friend John Snow. <laughs> I was just gonna let you fill it in. He's oh. a fill in the blank name. Ooh, I want to do that more often. That's fun. Yeah. So how you been? Ah, uh, you know, I'm I'm alive. It's been a little bit of a hectic week. We just started uh, doing some renovations on our house. Nothing's actually happened yet, but the stuff showed up, which is like. You know, you always think, you hear about people like getting renovations done and things like that. And you see like, you'll go to like a friend's house and you'll see it like halfway done or something like that. But you don't realize the fact that they need to drop off all the stuff beforehand or before they start the work. Yeah. And you have to store it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's, a, it's just like a nightmare pile of stuff. Uh, we had a, a bit of a nightmare pile whenever they delivered our stuff for our fence and, uh, well, yeah, because we we built a fence all the way around our property. Oh yeah, my it, uh, my my boss actually just did that. Yeah, but dad but, talk. See, my problem is is it's a it's a bathroom renovation, and there's a new bathtub mm. being installed. So, the problem is that bathtub, which is a cast iron bathtub, now oh my needs, god now needs to sit somewhere. So it weighs like a couple hundred pounds, and it's huge. Cast iron? Is it like enameled? Uh, yeah. Okay. Is it like a clawfoot? Are you a king? No, I'm not a king. I wish I had a... We, we, we talked about that for a little while. We were like, oh, we should get a clawfoot. But the problem is it wouldn't, it wouldn't fit very well in our, uh, in our bathroom. The yeah. aesthetic wouldn't work. Right. Also, I'm so paranoid of those. You just get in the bathtub and the feet Oh, yeah, the leg off. fall off? <laughs> just spill out of your bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, obviously you'd be completely naked so it'd just be a uh, a horrible like uh, a horrible visual uh excuse you i bathe fully clothed <laughs> <laughs> oh god well i i think that might be a scarier visual i think maybe to see a, someone just like fully immersed in a bathtub just fully clothed like something definitely went wrong just imagine trying to like wash yourself while being fully clothed it just seems like it'd be <laughs> the most inconvenient possible thing <laughs> just just crying you're like oh uh, i i use uh uh clothing like liquid soap oh like whatever the hell that stuff tide pods i rub tide pods all over my body while i'm in the shower you just put them in your pockets and smack your legs <laughs> actually i put them in my mouth i put them in my mouth and crush them and then let it just spit all, all over yourself. Yourself. <laughs> well, this one started weird Oh boy! Well, that's a pretty weird one because the first thing we're talking about is the Activision Blizzard stuff. Because man, holy shit, is the industry tearing itself apart? Yeah, there's no easy way to talk about it. So, uh, and you no. know, we figured that we figured if we're doing a game podcast, we might we we can't just ignore this huge crazy event happening. Um, I don't have too many complicated thoughts on it, other than um, uh, I know you have more to say, John. But for me, it's just like. We just need to see like a huge culture change uh, beyond just video games, just in general. And uh, it sucks that it's not there yet, because in a lot of ways it feels like it is. But um, in in many, many ways, it also doesn't. So yeah. I'm not, I don't have too many complicated issues. Uh, just like, man, fix your shit. You know, the, the thing is, is, like, I understand, like, Laura, like this is kind of like John Smith and the goddamn Sony argument they made last week. Like, I get it. They're a large company and it's really hard for them to pivot. But the the idea that they made such a shitty response in the beginning is like, like, how? 
like you've seen this happen so many other times with so many other companies like Ubisoft and Riot Games and like this is obviously a uh, a problem that happens industry wide when I worked at GameStop is all the time like uh like that's just it's it's something that should absolutely not be condoned at all and that people should be terminated on the spot for it but yeah. it's just the problem is, is that when you have someone who makes massive decisions all of a sudden it becomes like, well, who do we replace them with? And then, you know, that becomes a difficult conversation and then you, you replace them with someone else, but then it ends up that that guy's also a shithead as well. And I was shocked to see that their HR manager was the one who originally gave the first response and it was absolutely terrible. No, just an HR stock answer. Yeah. And it's like, like they pulled it off of the shelf. Like this one will work. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's just shocking to me that this massive company, uh, especially like a Blizzard or Activision or any one of them, and like like Bobby Kodak is coming out and being like, "Well, I guess uh, that wasn't the right thing to say." Like, no shit, Sherlock. Well, I mean, the the reason that they they felt like they, that would work is that it's always worked, and they've never had to eat crow for any of it before. So, like, they can just pull that stock answer down and like, oh, this will shut everyone the fuck up. You know? Yeah. The other thing is they're just they're trying to like there's a whole thing now about like Activision's hiring union busting firms and things like that because they're they're like desperate to try and figure out how to keep their company running, which don't get me wrong, is definitely super fucked up. But like my concern is that what happens, you know, six months down the road, something like the game like a game comes out that's like doesn't have like perfection from what gamers want then all of a sudden instead of supporting these developers now they're sending death threats to them because they had to stand up for their freedoms and their rights and yeah i mean it's it's it like in pretty much any time this situation happens most of the the problem isn't at the the creative or at the um you know at the customer level it's the people who make all the money or that control everyone it's just it's it's people not respecting or knowing how to use power responsibly fucking spider-man argument well it's also like you know we you know we say this all the time my wife and i is that they've never worked in a position where they have someone above them and they they get power hungry and they do incredibly terrible things to people because they don't think of them as people because they just like they think of them as just like something underneath them and it's disgusting a a cog in the machine yeah and then like you know like seeing all the messages between like the people is like disgusting and really 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 sad um yeah you know both of us have worked in environments where we've watched and i've fired entire staffs for it you've watched places (laughs) i've watched them drop all around me and i was one of the like couple people left over at a company after the the bombs went went down when when, you know obviously they should have but yeah like i i let go of people being this is you're an idiot like why why would you even think this is acceptable get out go yeah it's 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 i mean hopefully it people are talking about it now so i mean hopefully that alone will be at least it'll help the, the, in, here's my problem why does it have to keep being talked about why does it have to be like this massively big huge thing like it shouldn't happen at all like no. it, it shouldn't I be mean, a thing like this it shouldn't, definitely shouldn't but it will be the fact and, that it keeps happening and, is just completely lunatic like lunatic like they, i don't know i can't think of a word for it it's just completely insane that it keeps happening all the time because it's like it's holy shit like are you really that fucking stupid yeah and i mean that 
that is that is how you fight against it is you talk about it and um now that pretty much everyone can say what you know they we all have loud voices with social media and whatnot so uh now that that is a tool in the toolbox that people can use against people in power hopefully and i think we have seen it be effective yeah we just need to see these companies more humbled and continue to and they'll learn they'll have to learn or they'll just die <laughs> as a part of the old world that wouldn't that couldn't move along yeah no i completely um, agree they just need to just stop like stop doing these things like understand that you people have like feelings and emotions and stop being a heartless piece of shit like god yeah it's the fucking worst every single time i see a report about this it just makes me like boils my blood because it's like come on yeah yeah i've i've, I've kind of quit absorbing them at this point until i start to see some more like news happen but everybody's getting it off their chest and yeah well that's like yeah. you know i've i stopped playing all activision and blizzard games when the blitz chung stuff happened during hearthstone i walked yeah. like i was a massive fan of overwatch and overwatch league uh i went to like the finale of the first season and then after that i was just like i'm, I'm completely checked out of this and then after like this situation, I'm completely done with Activision titles, which like I'm a huge Call of Duty fan. Like I love every one of those games. I'll never buy another one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's that sucks for all the people who put all that work into that game. And that's not saying that you should. But yeah, lots like, of good people work on those. I mean, they're huge mega corporations and there are obviously not completely it's not the fucking the foot clan uh you know they're sure. not all shitty like from the lowest man to shredder well that's but, like you I know mean, that's the other that's a struggle that i have though is that like you know i won't support this company now but now like what happens if more people don't support this company and then the company goes out of like they won't go out of business but what happens if they do go out they of love business? firing people yeah or, or, you know so i mean it's yeah, like it's just it sucks <laughs> yeah like that's it's like all these like like you know, you boycott them because you don't want to see them make money because they're being shitheads. But then all of a sudden the company goes out of business and millions of people lose their jobs. It's like, Oh God. Or like people lose their well, sponsorship. One and- easy thing to do is watch for the spinoffs. So you can yeah. see where people, you, you see who, who comes from there. You know, you like what they've done in a game that you like, watch where they take their, ne- their talent to their next like indie project or other projects like that. Follow yeah, them, follow just- the people you enjoy and that, you know, aren't, just also remember that this is not a practice that's Activision exclusive and just employee abuse is rampant in the, in the industry, both gaming and others. And I'm sure most people listening to this are employees of some sort. And, uh, you know, you've seen it. You've been, you've been exactly like, you know, I, I always talk about like people like love Nintendo and they worship them, but like Nintendo's bad about like work ethic and, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't overwork our employees. But like, you know, in Japan, most workers work like 70 hour work weeks and sleep yeah. in, their, in their office cubicle. Like, it's a pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah, nobody's perfect, but goddamn, hopefully, uh, hopefully with this lawsuit, it's going to shine a light into the dingy dark corners of I hope it, at least this industry you know I hope that instead of having to shine a light on it it doesn't happen like you know I, that would 
that's the you know the ideal <laughs> hopefully uh we just don't have to worry about this shit but like you, it, know, you they're, know realistically they're, the light is what's going to help the thing is is that inevitably there'll be uncomfortable conversations and that's always going to be a thing that has to happen people will make mistakes and people will do things that are incorrect but having a culture that enables it is where that think that cannot exist but anyways yes like we could talk about this literally for the entire podcast uh you know yes but let's not it's obviously uh you know it's rough we could have just we could have just you you know ignored it but i i think that would have been the wrong thing to do but uh you know we spent 10 minutes on it it's a shitty uh hard thing to talk about especially for two fucking you know 30 year old white dudes like what what you know let us you, let us tell let, let us tell you about the fucking problems of work listen to the voices of people who this affects uh and yeah, some you know fucking uh, italian idiot <laughs> let me tell you guys yeah. about how it affects the fucking women in the workplace yeah uh so anyway listen to those voices uh and just be just be nice um okay so Talking let's about get to some other gamer, gamers uh right <laughs> Uh, there has been a new thing that I, I've been following closely for the last couple of days, which was that Ma- Magic the Gathering announced uh, their new expansion, which is, I believe it's called Modern Horizons Jumpstart, uh, which there's... I cannot help at all in this conversation. It's fine. I, <laughs> which, you know. I mostly wanted to ping off of you what your, what your thought process is on this. So obviously, okay, cool. you know what Magic the Gathering is, right? Uh, I can't think of anything funny to say, so I'll just say yes. Okay. So they announced a new set that's exclusive to um, Magic Arena, which is their digital format of the game. Uh, Okay. A number of the cards are already printed cards in other sets, Modern Horizons, Modern Horizons 2, and a couple other sets, I believe. But part of the inclusion in this is, I believe it's 30 new cards that are exclusive with exclusive abilities only allowed to be played on arena the cards is that the first time they've ever done that uh they've made cards before that were exclusive for digital content uh, previously but they were never like in a large batch it was always like maybe like one to ten cards uh but this time it's like you know it's 30 cards and they all have exclusive abilities uh like one of them is it's able to conjure a card up from like a select set of cards so instead of it being like a token or a temporary thing, it's like an actual like physical card that you play in the game, uh, yeah. which means uh, a lot to like the way card interaction works. Um, and there's a couple other things like that as well. And there are things that could only be done on a digital application. And people yeah. are like fiery pissed about it because obviously they'll never be able to buy those cards in paper. I think it's an interesting idea. Like realistically, it's 30 cards in, you know... 10,000 to 20,000 individual cards and they're doing it to separate the game. Like I'm not really against it. There's a couple other things to it that I don't like that you can only buy them in specific ways. Uh, they make it so you can't just like buy packs of it. You have to buy it through this other way, that kind of stuff. I don't like, but the, the creating the cards themselves, I'm not that against it. So, I have never played Magic the Gathering, uh, obviously Arena or the cards. Uh, I've never played either one. I, I would run into those people because there was a game store nearby. And especially around the time 5th edition came out, when I'd go to stock up on whatever, like if I needed to go get a new book or like, uh, you know, if I wanted to pick up some minis, which I frequently did, 
I would go there and there would always be these sweaty nerds that are just sitting there playing magic or hero clicks or something like that. Uh, and they were the majority of people in the store. Like always, it was very, I think it was very rare to see, uh, like, you know, any other kind of RPG person such as myself who would be there. Um, so in these situations, and I guess they were having tournaments or maybe they're just playing, uh, you wouldn't be able to just like print out, all these cards cut them up and then use those cards in play like is there like weird official rules that you have to use like do you have to buy the cards there from the shop that you're playing like do you have to go buy a pack of cards and then play with those cards how does this even work i i i know this is like a huge thing uh but uh for i guess am i the only person who's never played magic uh, I feel like people have played some sort of card game. So be it Pokemon yeah. or Yu-Gi-Oh or Magic. Like most, like a lot of people, I would say, grew up with some sort of card game. Just because it was a very popular to play when you were younger. They had like lots of tournaments and stuff, especially Pokemon. Like I grew up, I played maybe, maybe like three or four years of Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, it's just a fun thing to do with friends. It's just like board games and stuff like that. So like... It really yeah. depends. Like, you know, maybe you just played other stuff. Um, so right. the way that uh, magic works is that there's a couple digital like things you can download that will let you like, it's called proxying. So essentially a proxy is a, a fake card. Um, if you want to play with proxies, no one's going to come over and like yell at you for doing it. But the whole, right. but the whole thing is it's like collecting the legitimate cards because there's rarity behind those cards and there's value behind them. Even if it's a few pennies, there's a finite amount of this card in the world that was printed by wizards of the coast. And you want to have that card in your deck. And obviously the decks you build are these like, you know, it's kind of like a you're a, a wizard that has these uh, creatures or these abilities that you can use against each other, and like you're having a wizard fight. Like that's the entire idea <laughs> of magic, right? Um, okay. And like you're like teleported into a world where you're fighting against another person, and the better wizard wins. This is like the super nerdy <laughs> way to describe it. But like Pokemon right. was the same way. Like you're bringing out your Pokemon, and you're fighting with with trading cards. Like very similar style stuff. Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, okay. is like the best way to think about it. If you ever watched the show. Okay. I've seen the show Yu-Gi-Oh! a couple times because it would come on before Pokemon, I think. Or maybe right after. Uh, and I did watch Pokemon, and I did have Pokemon cards, but I never played the game because I never took the time to understand it. I just wanted to collect the cards because they were cool. And I played the video games. Well, that's, that's really it. Like, some people just collect... I have a friend of mine who specifically only collects Angel magic cards because he likes all the uh the art for them and yeah and that's the thing i've always like the art is always cool and are they is it like is it forgotten realms based too so right now this is actually a big deal is that uh the new set that just came out for magic uh recently is forgotten realms uh for a long time wizards has owned both properties and they've only done uh magic and uh, D and D as completely separate entities. And a lot of the times they wanted to like splash stuff from 
D&D into magic and they just didn't do it because they were like, well, if we do it, it might be weird. Like they never made beholders or anything like that. They're mind flayers, yeah. mind flayers, any of the like, like specific D and D monsters. Yeah. Dritz in there Dritz, with Broner yes. battle hammer. Exactly. <laughs> All of those things have never been in magic because they wanted to like keep it separate from the two properties. But that's like the big yeah. deal about D and D magic now is that they brought like Duritz Dwarden and they brought uh, Minsk from uh, Forgotten Realms with uh, his uh, hamster, uh, Boo. Yeah. Uh, they've got like all sorts of like different things that people love. Like they have 50 feet of rope, which is a actual artifact card you can play. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Portable hole, that's, bag that's of cool. holding, all of it. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. It's like, it's a lot of like, you know, things you remember from D and D and you're like, Oh shit, this is so cool. Uh, I am I like the set. It's not my favorite set, but I have a couple friends of mine that are like super diehard about it. My one friend is like drafting it like every other day. Uh, dra- right. Drafting is like a specific type to play. Oh, it's pl- yeah. But uh, yeah, I've seen, I've, I've seen where people get together to do drafts before. That's interesting. So people, people just, uh, they're upset that the cards are only digital because they want to collect, they want to have it in their physical collection. Yeah. And then like the way you have to buy them is kind of annoying. Um, so people are kind of upset about that as well, but like, I get it. Like wizards is trying to separate their products and trying to get people to spend money. But you know, Sometimes people mm. want their free to play game to not charge money for things. And I totally, <laughs> I get it. Like, you know, I've got plenty of friends that play, play magic and they've never spent a penny and they've been playing it for years. And I've been playing it for like three months and I've spent like, I don't know. I don't want to say on this podcast. Let's not. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, good. Um, let them be mad. <laughs> the more that they're angry, the more that people talk about it, the more people don't want to give it a try. I guess that's that's my I guess shitty take on it. Um, I believe they say it's bad it, publicity is still publicity. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. Digital only cards, you know, a lot of stuff is going digital only. I don't until the new systems came out. I didn't have a disc drive in my house for a couple years. So oh I mean, digital is the way of the future, baby. Yeah, I've got a lot of friends that are pretty upset about that. I talked to them on the radio yeah. about. The, the fact that digital future is coming inevitably and they are not happy about it. But like, I understand. I don't care. I'm yeah, totally I mean, about the I don't future. care because I'm all about convenience, but I think uh, I get that you want to have the thing. You want to be able to touch it and feel it and well, feel ownership or the, whatever. The difference is, is that when you have something digital, the digital thing can be turned off. Yeah. And that's the arguing. Point. Yeah. And I agree with that. Like right. it definitely sucks. There's games that I own that I'll never be able to actually play again. Nothing is permanent. Shit burns down all the time. Eh, I don't know. It's to me. I feel like a digital library is pretty much just as like concrete as having a thing. I also have a daughter, so I know that just so fast something you love can be destroyed. Uh, oh, uh, you know, <laughs> not just like not to compare my cats to your daughter, but having cats have definitely destroyed things that I love. Cats are destructive nightmares who piss everywhere. I totally get it. I I've had cats before. I don't, uh, I don't have any desire to have any animals because it's yet another piece of responsibility. It's been a weird day. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you think about the PS5, uh, beta thing that's going on with the hard drive stuff? Okay. Um, I love so it. So I think. I love every second. I- <laughs> All the stupid videos you are making are so dumb. It reminds yeah, me of the um, Sony letting people borrow games thing uh, from E3 a couple years ago. 
Right. Now, obviously, Microsoft's having their moment. I think it's not as serious because the Sony upgrade is so simple, but I do think yeah. it's very um, funny. So uh, you, the thing is, is for uh, expandable storage, you're going to need an M.2 SSD, and it's going to be very specific, uh, like the kinds that you can use um, right now. Uh, there aren't very many of them because it's a fairly cutting edge, uh, you know, fairly cutting edge thing. Um, this is obviously from a kind of a layman uh, as far as like hardware goes. I like hardware, but I'm not like a genius, but it's it's got problems that um, a lot of especially console gamers have never really had to worry about before, because uh, most of the time with consoles, everything is very plug and play, uh, as you all know. But um, so with this uh, NVMe drive, like you're going to like it, you have to consider thermals like that was the one thing that I was like, OK, now that is that is a little bit concerning um like uh and it's i think another thing that people are worried about is just like where to plug it in but it's a very easily like if you've never seen someone take one of the big wings off of the ps5 it literally just pops off you don't have to you don't got to take a screwdriver to it or anything it just pops off and then there's a port you uncover and then you can install your um your your uh m.2 drive um I but i guess people are just like what I think they is, wanted to just plug it into USB in the back, like you've, or you know, to a port in the back, like like uh, you know, you've always been able to do. Well, yeah, like the but shit, shit done changed, y'all. The the thing that I didn't really understand was like people are like so like oh my god, it's so complicated, but like it seems like you just take the thing off and you just screw the thing in, like it doesn't seem <laughs> yeah. like it's like so scary. Uh, I yeah, I understand. The, well, the the big thing that people are running into trouble is like the compa- the compatibility is what most people are concerned with. Um, I will like, say, like having such a so little of them, having such a tight compatibility list for the SSD, like I don't understand. Like I didn't look into it very much, but like I don't I don't understand why they don't just allow any speed SSD and then just allow people to know like, hey, this MVM this m2 drive will work but it will be slightly slower than the loading time on the other one like- so they did say that uh and then uh, uh here we go uh this is uh c- come coming straight from an article from tom warren okay uh, he, he usually covers a lot of um tom warren Xbox stuff, has so. an incredible video i was showing up with my friends earlier today where it's him going let me show you how to get the that's the whole thing that i was referencing before is where he's like let me show you how to do the xbox upgrade and he plugs a little thing into the back and he's like i'm done <laughs> and then yeah. he goes to do the um the playstation and he puts on like a reflector jacket and it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's i like really him good. um he says, uh, while Sony notes that uh, read speeds on the Gen 4 drives of 550,000, me- no, no, wait, 5,500 megabytes or faster, Jesus, uh, are recommended, it, quote-unquote, cannot guarantee that all M.2 SSD devices meeting the described specifications will work with your console. Uh, playing games from this expandable storage may not have the, quote-unquote, exact same performance provided by the ps5's internal drive even if read speeds exceed blah 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 so there it's it's like they're they're kind of uh you know walking the line of um i just want to know what happens you know. if you install an mv uh, mvm 
uh, an M2 drive that's slower. That is an NVMe drive, by the way. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'd probably just run the game like shit, uh, or it'll not let you do it. So, but you know, we give it a couple weeks or whenever, as soon as this thing drops, there's going to be a million videos on YouTube of people trying them out. Oh, it's already you know, probably happening say- since the beta's up. So people are probably yeah. sticking all sorts of shit in there and be like, oh, look at that, it works so fine. No. Yeah, so there's definitely going to be a huge compatibility list that you're going to be able to easily access. Um, they're going to put one on the shelf at a store. I mean, as, you know, whenever people are able to put PS5 shit on shelves. Oh, um, they'll brand something too. Like Seagate will sign a deal that's with what Sony I'm and they'll be like, this is the official Sony one. It does the fastest. Load your games five times faster. <laughs> yeah, like the, the SSD guards for uh, uh, the Switch. Yeah, like that where you spend like I think it's like an extra twenty bucks for for the same thing with a with Mario on it. But yeah, I'm I'm sure um I'm sure this will be a sorted issue. People are just yelling about it today. I I'll be honest um, with you, I kind of like Microsoft's solution though. It's pretty sick. Like I just what is it? It's don't you just plug it in? It's just a memory card. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's fine. It's just a flash memory card. You just plug it in, you're done. That's it. Well, I mean, can you play the? Can you run the games right from it? Yeah, you can. Same speeds and everything. Yep, that's the whole point. I'm not of surprised. It. The, I'm just, their, I'm just curious. Their whole thing was <laughs> is that they wanted to not. So like, they were like, "Oh, we're just going to give you one option, and we're going to optimize that option." That's right. Okay, so you, you have to use the they theirs is proprietary. Yes. I used the word correctly this week. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, so like, it's just a big. I get why yeah. they did it. Their optimization reasons, and Sony's doing it because they want to give you more choice. But obviously, the choice is still limited. And then also, God only knows if uh, M2 drives will be easy to get because everything on the planet uses. I'm them. sure they will be. Everybody's gonna want to put their version out so they the people will buy it for the PS5. I think I think it's actually a smart idea. I did see a write up um, about something though, not to, to not to super change the subject, but it was about the consoles. A friend of mine uh, had retweeted this a little while ago. Was that um, the Xbox Series X? I guess is the last console currently to run music cds yeah i did see that too yeah i I, i've never tried plugging uh i don't own any cds anymore so i've never tried to play one through anything but uh, i've got a ps5 right here i bet it wouldn't work so that's interesting it just seems funny that microsoft a pc company would be more interested in making a cd run in their console than uh sony a company that probably still makes cds Uh, yeah that make i didn't even think about that yeah Huh. Very weird. Huh. How's about that? <laughs> just just a weird thing that you know, I thought about when we were talking about this and I was like, man, that's such a weird situation. It I mean, it obviously just shows where the where the where the people listen. It's it's all streaming now, which is pretty wild to think about. It wasn't too long ago that I mean, you know, Granddad Corner again, here we go. But yeah, we were buying CDs all the time. I still we're ripping CDs. I still remember listening to a cassette tape. I had three cassette tapes to my name. I don't remember what the third one was, but I had Men in Black, the movie. Okay, good cassette choice. tape. Uh, a Bon Jovi cassette tape, and oh, yeah. I don't remember the last one. But I listened to the halfway there. I listened to the um, the Men in Black cassette tape probably like five thousand times. Yeah, I had a. Uh, Prince's 1999 um, on a cassette tape. Uh, it was white. Um, I also had, I can't even remember. I had, we, did, we did have a lot of cassette tapes, but I was also like, 
we were a household that were uh, a couple steps back in tech for most of my life. Um, my, my, the first, I think the first system I played Doom on, funny story, was the Atari Jaguar, which I didn't know about the Atari Jaguar. I, I, it felt like a dream system that I made up because I'd never heard anyone talk about it ever. And I was like, does it, was this thing even real? And then I, so like one day I Googled it and I was like, oh, I had this weird ancient piece of technology that I wish I'd have held on to. Well, that's like, I don't think they're worth much now, but we, uh, like my brother and sister and I, we only ever had like, you know, kind of like the basic consoles. We always like, we got like a PS2, we had an N64, but we never got a lot of, a lot of games. We mostly like rented stuff from like the local video oh, yeah. store. Um, yep. but it's really funny because like my wife is like super into like old like games so like i'm kind of like learning about a lot of old games like now yeah. recently like you know we got an intellivision a turbo graphics and like all these pc engine like all this stuff like i'm like you know 30 years old learning about these games when like you know other people were playing them as like young children like my my like childhood was like trying to play turricane and realizing it's the hardest fucking game on the planet and I couldn't get anywhere in it. And I, I thought I was just like trash at it. But no, that game is a nightmare. And if- Old games are hard, man. I, uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll boot up the whatever, the little retro thing for, uh, for Nintendo Switch. Um, and like, I'll, I'll, I'll think like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to play a Super Nintendo game today for fun. I'm like, man, like dying two minutes in. Oh, like, I'm watching. Shit, and I just gotta st- I'm watching my wife play Final Fantasy and it's like, the hardest thing on the planet and like half the spells like don't even work in the game uh, i saw that, sh- that tweet she did yeah they're like oh yeah this this spell's supposed to do something but it actually just does nothing because it's glitched yeah it's a bug yeah <laughs> and like oh i love it like holy shit uh there's been a couple of games yeah. that i've gone back to just to play and i'm like uh like i played them as a kid and i was like oh i can't do, do this at all and then i played as a 34 year old and still can't do it I'm like oh what the hell's wrong with me I've never played any of the old, uh, like, well, okay, way, way back, I played, um, probably a link to the, no, what's the first, what's the first Zelda game? Zelda? Yeah. The, the first type, like, name, like, named one. Link to the Past? I guess it's that. It's the one on Nintendo, someone, where you had a cross on it. Someone screen. is, like, screaming right now. Yeah, I'm not a retro gamer, so sorry, uh, screaming person. But anyway, I played that game back <laughs> like, in the day. Zelda, but how dare you? Legend of Zelda. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda, I, I would imagine, is what it's called. Order. Thank you, Google. Let me please save us. Uh, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Nope, not that one. Uh, there's definitely... He had a cross on his shield. I don't know what that is. Anyway, I played that game, but I uh, I I'd, I'd never played the Super Nintendo one because I actually never owned a Super Nintendo. I I owned a regular Nintendo, and we skipped that, went to the Atari, the Atari Jaguar, and then um, it was a split between I played the PlayStation at my mom's house, and then at my dad's house they had the Nintendo sixty four. So that's that's how I got to experiment with those consoles. But um, anyway, I I forget where I was even going with this. I've been I I gave that a whip on my Switch, and man, it's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, like it's just uh, newer games like. I'm I'm not I'm ne- I don't think I'm ever going to be like a super big into retro games because I just like the pace more of like the new shit where it's more like 
and more sto- like more story, more uh, existing in the world, and not just you know. I, I I don't know. Like you know, when I play an old game, I feel like I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I feel like old games had more like it's kind of like a uh, like a an old like piece of like a sculpture like made back in the like you know back back in the days like it feels like more work was put into it than like newer games and i know that's completely insane to say but like right you know like you know what i mean though they they seem more handcrafted than like like a call of duty does and again i think it's fair to say that they they definitely were Um, like i'm not trying to put down on any like current games that are made like right now but i'm just saying like the the feel of the games are much different like the fact that a game has a shitload of spells that just don't work like (laughs) yeah and i think a big part of like game difficulty is uh is a pretty valid thing there because like back then you only had a game so that game you only have like the one game so it had to be like if you wanted to spend any time playing it it had to be difficult it had to be challenging or you're just gonna breeze through it and never play it again oh i remember so i think that's why like a lot of older games like they want you they they wanted it to be way harder so yeah. you're not just sitting there living in that work you know they want you to they wanted you to work for it because you had to i remember we can't just you can't just go from destiny 2 to you know if you get sick of it and you've spent all the microtransactions you're going to spend today you're they you know you can bump on over to rocket league play something else for a while oh yeah well like we used to rent games all the time my dad would get super mad because we would rent fighting games and i'd beat the story in five minutes and he's yep. like, what the hell? Why would you beat this game in five minutes? He's like, that's impossible. And then I would do it. And he's like, that's bullshit. This game is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I always thought fighting games were like not that great because you could beat the, the story in 10 seconds. But also like oh, yeah. I would just play and then just hammer the buttons like a jerk. Ugh. Yeah. I remember. No, you got to do it. I remember one time uh, my wife challenged me to a fighting game before we were together and uh, I was like, I'll beat you. <laughs> and I picked the cheapest character and then just pounded the buttons like an asshole and beat her. And then she punched Which me. Which game was it? Tekken. Nice. Who'd you pick? Oh, Hurong. It, sh- it was like the shittiest move ever. <laughs> I had no idea what yeah. I was doing. I was just pounding the buttons like a loser. It would be fun to 1v1 her in Call of Duty and just get my ass destroyed. Oh, my God. She, Compl- she's a machine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh okay let me see here let's uh let's return to this um do you want to talk about this 10 cent buys sumo thing i don't know anything about it uh well here's the thing 10 cent bought sumo and sony should have bought sumo that's really the whole thing or someone should have bought sumo the fact that they got bought by 10 cent is weird because i think sumo is an incredibly talented developer that's made a lot of really cool games uh and what do they make uh they made sonic all-star racing they made little big planet vita edition uh i think they worked on the uncharted game for vita as well uh but they've made some really nice games and i was surprised that they were i don't know tencent has got a lot of money and they're just buying all sorts of stuff and it always shocks me when I hear that Tencent's buying something else because don't they own like part of Riot? They own a, they don't own part of Bungie, but Bungie's making a game for them. Like, it's just crazy. And like Tencent makes a bunch of movies. Like I don't know that that company is crazy. Uh, I don't really know what they do all the time, but all of a sudden they just come out with thoughts. Of Seems money. like they just invest in stuff they like. Yeah, they're just like, yo, let me. Here's a bunch of money. Then I own you now. And he's like, okay. 
I think they own Riot. I think I, I don't know if I said that, but yeah, I think they own part of Riot, or they completely own Riot. I don't remember. Interesting. So we might see more. We're, they just pumped a bunch of capital into them, so we're going to be seeing more coming out of Sumo, I guess. Which I guess is a good thing. Uh, I think that except that maybe, their company might be ran by nightmare people. <laughs> we never know. Well, they're just like an Activision or an EA or an Ubisoft. They're just in China. So right. Okay. Don't know. Right. Maybe yeah. Sumo will make some crazy game that they get to make that they've dreamed to make their whole existence and never could because they were just licensed for stuff. So no, God knows. Yeah, we'll see. We'll be keeping an eye on you, Sumo. So what's this niche um, video game machines? Hmm. Uh. Well, I I wasn't sure. Um. This might be like a topic for another episode at this point, but like, uh, I was just curious because um, I know your your uh your beloved wife has uh man she posted this video the other day about all the crazy internals that go into the <laughs> the dance pads for uh ddr um you got to be very careful with those things but uh the uh the basically the game machine itself that runs ddr i had no idea it's just like it's just a pc uh, Please tell me you didn't take that seriously, right? That was video is a joke. No, I didn't. No, I, of course. Okay. It's a- I, I was very, I was like, oh, God, did Brandon think that there's an SS, a, a hard drive and RAM inside of a DDR panel? Holy shit. A, a, G, a GPU right there in the panel? That doesn't no. even fit in the panel? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, you mean like custom yeah, hardware but, for them? Um, yeah, like, I, like what goes into that kind of thing? Like, uh, I, I, honestly, I had no idea what i thought it was maybe like they're just computers just a, it's just a windows machine inside yeah i had no clue i thought it would just i i, I honestly don't know so I, they I, used I to be like just kind of whatever magic goes into those cabinets i had no idea they used to just be like a board inside that had the game loaded onto it with some sort of like low level system that would just boot up the game i mean yeah that that's that's what i expected but I now uh with newer arcade games it's just like uh linux or windows and they just have the game uh, load up right from Linux or Windows, like a, an executable. So, like, I have hmm. Brittany has her DDR machine uh, that runs a, a CD actually or DVD inside of the uh, machine. So it boots up its operating system. The operating system spins up the disk and then reads the disk and loads the uh, CD image from it to the game. Hmm. Why the disk? Because uh, it's old. Just that's what you just went with. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's just an old machine. The machine uses a disk drive. Oh, okay. So, like, I have a newer cabinet that's from Konami called Yubi, and Yubi actually uses an SSD. So it gotcha. it has an image of Windows on it, and it loads the Yubi files from the actual Windows uh, client. And like okay. the new, like if you go to a DDR, uh, not DDR, if you go to like a round one or something in the morning when they're turning the machines on, you can actually see on like DDR ACE, you can see Windows 7, I think, load up and you can see like the Windows like command prompts like coming up to like load uh, DDR ACE. That is very interesting. Yeah. They use like okay. very like low powered machines that are essentially completely customized to run that game. Uh, and they're yeah. not really like super mega powerful. They're pretty like, yeah, they wouldn't need to be they, Yeah. It's just to run a program. Yeah. Basically. It's to run a program that doesn't even use that much graphics. Like, yeah. You know, they use like a, a th- yeah. one image to like flash or something like that, but it's really smart. Uh, it's smart. 
Yeah, I was. That was just something I was curious about because uh, we were having a conversation about it off the podcast, and I was like, I'm gonna put that in the notes because maybe other people would want to know how we, this weird shit works. Because, oh, I'm, yeah, uh, like like I said, like uh, you know, novice when it comes to a bunch of this stuff. Yeah, it's it's um, it's definitely a weird like part of the the gaming subculture is like learning how that stuff works. A niche of a niche for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. So also, I wanted to get into Nickelodeon All Stars. Are you gonna play this thing? my brain shut off so hard thinking about that like i saw it announced <laughs> and i just avoided all of it i know nothing yeah, about nickelodeon all-stars besides it was announced that's literally all i know i i assume Super the cast Smash brothers is like spongebob and like uh patrick that's like as much as i can guess they're in there um so uh yeah it's just gonna be it's just gonna be smash brothers but it's with all the the Nickelodeon characters pretty much that we grew up with. I'm not seeing anybody that I don't know from holy they have Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy as a fighter in this game. Really? Uh yes, they got Zim from Invader Zim. They got Reptar. Like this is going to be buck wild. I'm I'm very excited about it. Uh in a way that like you know, I still like I'm fairly new to the Switch. I still haven't has picked up uh, Super, Super Smash Brothers. shit. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and they're like eyeing, like doing, uh, competitive with this shit. Uh, who's making it? Um, it's fair uh, developed by fair play labs and Ludacy, the studio behind slap city. Okay. Anyway, there's a bunch of money in this game and, uh, it's, it looks like it's going to be pretty fun. So I'm, I'm going to give it a try. Uh, let's see. It's on PS4. Five Xbox systems and Switch. I like that the the largest roster of characters in this is SpongeBob. With yeah, three. that makes sense. Well, there's obviously they're going to be releasing like more characters, uh, you know, as, as it goes. I would like to just play as. Could you imagine playing as like the entire gang of Rugrats as one little like uh, like the Ice People from uh, Smash Brothers uh, Melee? Uh, Oh, like but ice climbers, like four Rugrats. Yeah, I'm just, I just don't, I just don't understand this. Like, were are were you a Nickelodeon kid? I absolutely was a Nickelodeon kid, but I've just never thought in my brain space that I really wanted to play as like, you know, you wanted to watch him fight. Yeah, I've never like <laughs> thought like, oh man, I can't wait to have my fighting game where Patrick Starr beats the shit out of uh, Lincoln Loud. Oblina from, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't even know who Loud is. Yeah. I don't actually know who they are either. They're probably past our our uh, our watching of Nickelodeons. I just want to know but, uh, what the Rockro's Modern Life cast is in this. I'm sure they'll pop up. Man, could you imagine like Heifer just like throwing stuff? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even know. Like calling his wolf family out to to take or, bites out of or people. Where's like yeah, uh, gonna be cool. uh, what's it's called? Uh, Goosebumps characters. Oh man, like you could be that puppet. What's that puppet's name? Uh, you know who I'm talking about from Goosebumps? No, it's like, I don't know, Chucky or something like that. I don't remember. It's <laughs> not his name. Yeah. Hang on, we'll we'll do this for the person yeah. yelling Goosebumps. <laughs> They're already screaming about, like, the fact that we were like, we're going to make comments about Activision and then not know anything about Zelda. Man, we are like, we're rolling deep Slappy. on angering people today. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, it's a podcast. Everybody's going to be mad. Slappy the Dummy is his name. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. Anyway, I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm gonna be keeping an eye on it to see what 
the whole rollout of this thing is. I just got um, I just got next thing I have dropped off at of my the, desk. Oh god, I need to not eat it. Oh no, the crunchiness. <sighs> um, Sorry to interrupt. You're good. Frying thirty nineties. So um, yo, so the wow, new new world game. Shit, this is incredible. Yeah the the game New World. Um, it's a MMO that's in the beta right now. Um, uh, it's an open world MMO PC game from Amazon Games. Um, this thing is frying people's thirty nineties. Uh, and I believe thirty eighties. And I think it is just evo ones is that right yeah i'm Does reading about right, right now and it looks like the the fan monitoring software uh gets like messed up when you're running uh the game and it runs the fans at like two thousand or two hundred thousand rpm and burns it out yes which is buck wild uh that's insane <laughs> uh, well also like it seems like to run this, you're running it at like ridiculously high frame rates, right? Which is obviously very uh, graphically intensive. Also, it's EVGA um, said that they would replace any cars that were affected by it. That's pretty wild. It's it's that they are doing. Here's that. the thing: is that there are supply constraints, but I argue that there aren't supply constraints as much as people think, because the amount of demand behind the amount of cards that are out, like. Th- there's cards available they're coming out but the problem is is that everyone's buying them like it's no longer like oh yeah you know gamers are buying graphics cards it's like gamers are buying graphics cards people that mine bitcoin are buying graphics cards your best friend's dad is buying a graphics card it's like everybody is buying them because everyone's getting into pcs now because everyone's trapped at home with nothing to do and they're like oh all my friends play on the pc so the demand is just completely out of control. Uh, Are all the cards founders cards right now? No. It's everything. Like you can, I was looking at, at it today and it looks like the TI cards are starting to become available. Like the 3080 TIs and stuff, but they're pretty expensive. Yeah. I was just looking at 3090s uh, right now and it looks like on eBay, they're o- the only ones that are available are the founders cards and people are selling them for two grand. So that's a two grand part that just explodes because you played this uh, this silly game. Yeah, well, that's like I saw a couple like uh, YouTubers and stuff that were just like, gotta switch back to my other card. And they had like a 3090 and they're switching to a 3080. And I was like, man, that is crazy. Gotta slum it with a 3080. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's a pretty wild thing to look out for. Obviously, if you're playing New World, watch out. Um, Yo, this next topic, I don't have a I'm gonna put it out there. It was a nightmare for me because I realized this, you could do this, this thing, and I was like, I hate this. I'll never get work done. Okay, so the there is an Olympics game on the Google Splash homepage, um, and you're playing this little anime ma- uh, a cat, uh, and you're doing this fun little adventure. And uh, by the way, the game saves, so uh, you can leave completely click out of it and then once you hop back into google you can hop right back where you left off um this game is so much fun uh i just pulled it up i should not have done that because the awesome music is playing uh did you um so did you you did play through the game i only played like maybe like 30 minutes of it because i was 
okay. I found it like at work and then I, I just happened to take my lunch break at that point and I was like, oh, this is super fun. And then I was like, this is on the Google fucking search engine. I was like, I will play this all the time. I will not get work done. I need to stop. And I just stopped playing I, it. <laughs> I was at, I was at the, the shutting my computer down phase of the night, you know, I'd, uh, you know, put the family to bed. I, uh, you know, was walking around making sure the doors were locked. I went back to my little back room to decompress or whatever and just, you know, uh, and I, uh, opened up Google and I saw that it was there and I played for two hours <laughs> and uh, you know, it's funny. I say that I don't like retro games and then yet, you know, I was playing this retro looking ass game and I had so much fun playing it. Just like the music was fun. Like I kept, uh, I, I kept it wanting, needing to see like the cool little cutscenes that they give you. That are just like uh like a fun little anime. Um but yeah, it's obviously to uh sort of uh go with the Olympics in Japan. Yeah. Oh. And uh yeah, if you have not played it, play the shit out of this game because it rules. Uh talking about it rules, and I definitely didn't get one, but I really want one really badly. Have you seen anything about the play date? I uh I was just at the uh, I went to a sports clips by the way they gave me they gave me like like a really bad haircut I, <laughs> like <laughs> it's uh I, I had like four things to do so I was like I I was like all I need is a trim uh sports clips can't ruin it in like you know just around the ears and the neck they're not gonna wreck me but I look like Ed Gein right now but anyway uh, I was reading an article uh, about this thing while I was there, and yeah, it's like a it's like a weird little modern Game Boy. Uh, if you know more about it, uh, well, it has like a collection it. of games that will be uh, rolled out onto it over time, and I believe they're going to do passes so you can get like another pass to buy more games. Uh, but uh, it's they're all like little games that are made by like you know either big developers or independents. They have their own uh, custom. Uh, uh, development kit for it too so you can actually develop games yourself for the play date uh and it's got a cool like like theme to it and it's got the little side crank too uh i really want one i put one in a cart today and i'm still thinking about it they said they're gonna keep pre what is that crank for is it for power no, it's for games like a flashlight no, no, it's for games there's games will incorporate the crank oh it's a controller yes, okay it's part of the controller that's kind of that's kind of awesome it's really fun. <laughs> because i thought it was like maybe a like a weird power feature no. but no like that would be a very fun fishing game I well bet, there's like that people there's all sorts of include. things people are using it for they're using it for like scrolling functions or using it for like moving there's like all sorts of stuff and it's like it seems like such a cool idea and it's only using uh the the two color tones so it's black and white uh so it's like monochromatic yeah like great complete grayscale like uh yeah. like a game boy and it's it's and it not it didn't have a um uh illuminated screen either no. so there's no backlight no but it's like it uses like the same like ink technology or something like that so it's like really like bold so like you'll, yeah like a kindle yeah the, i saw that people so. were comparing it to like a kindle yeah but like every time i see it i just i want it more and more and more and like it seems like such a cool piece of technology and i know that they said they're only going to release them once and then they're going to be done selling them after they're done that's stupid why would you 
Why would you do that? Especially if it sells well. Well, because they don't want to sit. Like a, they don't uh, want to sit on overstock. I understand. Like technology like that. Like if you sit on it for a million years, like it'll never sell and they'll lose money on it. So they might as well just sell a bunch of a bunch of the the beginning and then never sell them again, or maybe roll out another pre order if people really want them. But they said they're going to leave orders open so that everyone who wants one can get one. Okay, well that's fine then, as long as they're not like. I mean, because it just sounds, especially, I guess, because uh, conspiracy brand in here, uh, like, obviously, it's just a way to drive sales. Like, it's your only chance. It's FOMO. No, they um, they actually like, so I thought the same thing. And then I just looked at it to be like, oh, I guess I lost out on it. They're still taking pre-orders on it. That's cool. You should get one, man. <laughs> if you want it, you should just do uh, it. My problem is I have so many handhelds. I have more handhelds than I'll ever need handhelds, and I don't. Your house has more games, period, than almost any house that I could ever imagine. Just fucking get it. This is what you do. <laughs> it's what your family does. <laughs> You're right. Well, I have to talk. I have to talk to Brittany about it and see what she says. If if she, I'm sure she'd be like, "You idiot! Why haven't you bought it already?" Well, she. I don't know. It's kind of expensive. It's like it's like that's, 250 bucks, right? It's, it's 180 dollars, and that's actually the thing that's sort of holding me back on it, because like I I just don't know if I want to spend that much money on that machine. It's a lot for what it is. Well, I think that what it has is worth the. I think it's worth the value. I just don't think it's worth mm-hmm. the value for me when I'm already buried in so many different handhelds and I've got so many games to play that it's like I could just yeah. play any one of those handhelds. And it's like, also, my phone has so many games on it that I have to finish, like the Final Fantasies and all sorts of stuff. Like I bought I bought Disgaea for iPhone and I put like 90 hours into it. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So like I I don't know I mean it, it, on the other hand it looks like you'll actually play it I don't think I will so, I mean that's the other thing I don't think I, don't I, think... I think I'll get this thing and never touch it okay don't get it then so don't do it that's that's my other problem I'll be both the devil and the angel on your shoulders here don't buy the damn like thing. the it's you cool know what's though. gonna happen is I'm gonna it's definitely I'm gonna cool. get it and then I'm gonna throw it in the drawer with the rest of my handheld consoles that I said I was gonna play. <laughs> and that's where you live now <laughs> I already forgot its name um. Uh, last, last sort of two topics here. Um, death's door. Uh, I really want to get it. I have not picked it up yet, but I am, uh, have you heard about this game? So I saw a little bit about it. Uh, I saw people like raving. Uh, I think it looks cool. Um, again, I'm, I'm my, my human bandwidth for playing games right now is stretched thin. Yeah. Uh, so would I pick it up probably at some point? Uh, maybe if it goes on, like, I don't want to be that guy, be like, oh, when it comes to Game Pass, but probably when it comes to Game Pass, I'll play it. Um, yeah. Uh, if, if this thing was on Game Pass, I would have already played it. Uh, my issue is that I don't know if I want to buy it on the Xbox or if I want to buy it on PC. I kind of want to play this thing on the Xbox, oh, but that it. would limit me I- to, like, either lugging my Xbox back to my my gaming room or only being able to play it uh in the living room see i would definitely buy it for my xbox like hands down because i'd play it in my living room but yeah um my thing is it's just it's like hades for me i was so incredibly excited about hades uh i love like transistor is probably uh the most like influential and uh probably one of my most favorite games i've ever played ever like i think that game is absolutely incredible um, so when Hades came out, I was just as excited about playing Hades. This is like, holy shit, this is like this incredible game by, made by an incredible team. Um, and then I bought it on PC the day it came out and I played maybe like 10 hours of it and I never came back to it. 
I watched you play at least 30 minutes of that. It's like the the best game ever. I, I need to buy it on my Xbox because if I get it there, I'll play it way more. Yeah. I was going to pick it up on the Switch, but I don't know. It's a roguelite, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you you just you you start over when you die. Yep. But uh, they've got like a lot of cool story elements as you die. My problem is, is that this, this, the, I really wish it wasn't a roguelike and I probably would have liked it a lot more. Um, like the th- the reason why I loved Transistor was because it was just one story that you play the whole thing at- through. Uh, yeah. And like that really like, I like that more than playing a game that I'm like playing over and over and over and over and over again. Cause I feel like I get, right. I get stuck in a loop or I get stuck it apart because it gets harder. And maybe it's a thing that you like, you have to break through that to get to the next part. And like, for me, that kind of like shuts me off a little bit. Cause it's like, Oh damn. Like yeah. I gotta like, I gotta get better at this game now. And I know they have like modes to like make it easier, but like I want to get better at it. But then like, I just like fall into that. Like, Oh, well I need to like play this now constantly. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes your it becomes a job. Um, I'm not into that either. Uh, yeah, uh, Death Storm looks really, really, really cool. You play like a cute little crow, and you're like a reaper, so you got to go collect souls and stuff. Um, very cool look to the game. The sound, like the music, sounds really like really good. Um, uh, the trailer is just so much fun. Uh, I, I, uh, it's a critical darling, uh, and it seems like for good reason. Uh, I'm definitely getting it. If it were on Game Pass, I would have already played it and beat it. It's a it's a short game too, which uh, the way my life is right now uh, seems like it would be if perfect. If it's short, I might actually uh, give it a shot. With, yeah, it's like it's like a ten. It's like a ten hour game. I think they you know. I will to be able to beat. I will the campaign. I will look into it again. Like again, I didn't really look into it at all. So I will give it. It will for sure come to Game Pass. Uh, how much point. is it, like twenty bucks? 20 bucks oh yeah i'll just i'll just grab it for that like obviously they they need the support because like the indie dev so i don't i don't have a problem buying that's it. true it's two i think two people did the mo the majority of this game uh and then they said with help from artists uh that you know you know i guess they obviously they paid them but yeah is two people were the people who made this game so if it would be good it would definitely be good to support them if you could not saying you but to the listener um I should shut the hell up and buy that game. <laughs> so I think I'm also going to do that when we're done here today. Halo. Oh, yeah, that uh, looks uh, really crazy. So yeah, I watched the whole little tech preview. Um and man, I am so pumped. I played a bunch of Halo today after uh watching that thing yesterday. I I played some Master Chief Collection. I played Halo 5. Um the multiplayer feels surprisingly good. Uh, on Halo 5. I never really gave it the chance back in the day. That was kind of when I was in more of my D&D only phase and not really playing vi- very many video games. Um, oh. I will say the frame rate looked like trash for the Xbox I just One. I you know, I, I which obviously store. Oh, nice. <laughs> Did you get it yeah, on the Xbox? I bought it on the Xbox store. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Um, we'll, have to talk, uh, we'll have to talk about that next week because I uh, will probably also go ahead and buy it. And we can I'm currently it. installing it on my um, Xbox S right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so it looks, it looks, it looks cool, man. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited. I did get lucky enough to get into the, uh, Alpha? the what do they call it? The, te- the test flight for this yeah, weekend. Yeah. 
So we'll be downloading it and playing it on. I believe you can download it wherever you play. So I'll be able to play it on the Series X and on the PC. Um, I might stick to playing Control. I uh, I signed up um, for the test flights so that I can get the next round. Is from what I heard. Yeah. So. Yeah, because they're going to be doing a couple rounds of this. They want to make sure it's real tight by the time it releases a year late. At I that love point. the fact but, that they showed it yeah. running on the Xbox One. Like to just be like, hey guys, it yeah. runs on Xbox One. Here you go. I was like, oh, thank you. It looks good. The and obviously YouTube, uh, you know, when they're streaming it on YouTube, it's not going to do it any favors. And I'm sure it'll look like obviously more playable. But man, it looked like trash. Uh, the game looked beautiful. It's just like the frames are just rough yeah. to try and. I mean, I'm saying this is like I guess a spoiled person now because. I've been playing most mostly on the next gen hardware and PC for a couple of years. So, um, also voice chat is going to be on natively this weekend. So, uh, it's going to be spicy. Ooh, doggy. Um, That's going to be a rough one. Yeah. Like it's everyone voice chat is automatically turned on. So that'll can be you turn fun. It off? Um, yeah, you can, uh, they actually have like a, they, they went through the list of their settings and it is very customizable. Um, as far as like, um, uh, and pretty much any way possible like it's almost like pc level uh with like it, i think on any of them you can uh, adjust your fov i'm not sure about xbox one um but you can adjust fov right from the start uh looks like you're you got a lot of uh configurations for like controller and uh for mouse and keyboard which is supported across both uh the pc and on console which is cool uh that is um you got like three rows for keybinds, so you can do all kinds of wild shit. Interesting. Um, also, the friend and foe system looked really neat. Um, it's been a thing in Halo forever is that you you get to like do this customizing of your uh, your Spartan, uh, and no matter what, if you go into battle, you're either red or blue. Um, well, now with the friend and foe system, uh, you'll see like almost like a like a shadow that's attached to you, or like an aura of red or blue um but the like armor that you've like uh customized yourself you'll be able to be wearing that at any point now so they uh it's a pretty cool looking system that you get to maintain the look that you uh painstakingly crafted into your oh, i like that that's interesting uh, while while keeping like the red versus blue aesthetic still because you still have like a red or a blue um uh aura it looks like um also the the polish looks great on just like the 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 spartan customization um you know it's never they've never gone too crazy with it in halo except for like flaming skull heads and samurai armor but like the you are gonna love the samurai armor i feel like uh, master chief collection has so much customization in it yeah but i mean yeah it's uh if it feels so it doesn't I you know I, I feel like a big part of that for me is the red and blue thing, <laughs> uh, being like locked into those colors, and I feel like that friend and foe system is going to be like a huge thing, and it you're all just kind of wearing a like a mishmash of armor, yeah, you know it's, it's just metal Here's chunks. The, thing. the that fact are that kinda... they're giving you the ability to customize your your Master Chief dude, uh, are there uh, elites in this or is it just Master Chiefs? I haven't seen any elites, and as far as like for this tech preview, there's definitely just going to be Spartans. I love the elites; like that was such a cool. Yeah, 
I hope they bring that back. Uh, as soon as Halo 2, yeah, I, I jumped to that as soon as I could, uh, playing Elites. Um, but yeah, I, I hope, I, I don't I don't know. I think it's gonna, I know it's like story focused. So like, you play through the story as Master Chief or whatever, and then at the end of that, the the multiplayer tries to tie in to the story in an interesting way. Uh, and your Spartan is somehow involved. So I think that's going to be an interesting thing. And some of the guns they showed off, holy shit. I wish I would have, um, I wish I would have written them down. Uh, I could obviously find it, but there's a gun that fires in either like a vertical wave or a horizontal wave. And you can like, they have alt fires now for some of the weapons, which is, uh, they mentioned was new to halo and, uh, you know, it's true, but like you can basically turn the gun sideways or turn the gun vertical. And, uh, you can get like a like a swipe of people or like a like a up and down like that's what like our, a, that's a vertical like a Isaac Clark but, uh splitter gun line gun yeah yeah it's a little bit like that's that fun yeah plasma cutter that's what I but it looks cool like it's 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 extra like like vapor wavy like pink and blue and whenever you shoot someone they like turn into like i don't know just like, like they just disappear it's it's cool I like it. I'm excited about um, it. I'm uh, very excited. I'm sad I won't I'll be in the, report, the beta uh, but, or the alpha, but please, please let me know how it is. Yeah, I actually will have a scoop next week. So that's kind of cool. Uh, they also have a gun goose, which is a mongoose with a so gun stupid. on it or two guns. And I'm very excited to drive that around. And it's called I the love, gun goose. So when I was looking at the <laughs> notes, I saw gun goose at the bottom and I had literally no idea what the hell that meant. And I kept looking at it being like, <laughs> he's going to bring this up at some point and then I'll know what gun goose means. Right now, I have no idea or context for it. It's it's a mongoose. It's the it's the ATV like that you could. It's like the ATV warthog, basically. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's got guns on it now. It's so lame. It's a gun goose. But I love it. It's great. <laughs> anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive that around. I'm going to play it. And uh, I'll report back next week. And I think that's everything we got. Do you got anything else, John? Uh, new Dead Space was announced. I'm very excited about it, but I'm also very scared. Oh, I hope shit. They don't I mess forgot it up. about it. I really hope they don't mess it up. I really hope they don't mess it up. I cannot wait for that game. <laughs> I love Dead Space 1 so, 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 so much. And uh, <laughs> after Dead Space 1, it started just Dead Space 2 was pretty good. And Dead Space 3 was uh, average. So I'm excited to see Dead Space come back. I'm excited that EA is like full steam ahead on single player cool games like that. So my fingers are super crossed. And then I guess they're consulting uh, the old devs from uh, the Dead Space team. And I really hope it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, that is a very beloved franchise that, uh, but yeah, I know a lot of people were, there's a lot of hype around that coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll be watching that one too. We'll be talking about it. Um, okay. So, uh, if that's everything, we can go ahead and end it here. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, feel free to do so at trashmobcast at gmail.com if you'd like to do it the old fashioned way with email. Or, uh, we are right there on Twitter for you at, I believe, the same trashmobcast at trashmobcast. Let's take a look. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, uh, trash that's right, right. I'm pretty sure. Cool. Um, if not, you can always reach out to me personally. I am uh, at Brandon the Bard, or we can or at uh, ask Hollow our Schematic. other friend here at 
hollow schematic yep so uh reach out talk to us tell us uh try not to yell too loud about the things we messed up or the things or opinions that we have uh but other than that we look forward to hearing from you (laughs) and we'll talk to you again next week bye goodbye